Hey, hey, what is going on, everyone? Happy Wednesday, y'all. Not used to saying that. Uh, hope everyone is already gearing up for the weekend. Welcome to episode 99 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Alabama as Morgan Stiles takes on the weekly honors. Morgan hit 737 with five doubles, five home runs, 13 RBIs, and 17 runs scored while playing for the Alabama Sparks Elite 16U last weekend at the Elite 50 Alabama. Awesome job, Morgan. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the University of Georgia and University of Louisiana alum and current member of the Smash It Sports Vipers of the WPF, Sierra Bryan. Sierra had a fantastic NCAA career and is already making her mark at the professional level in the last year. She had a stellar four years with the Georgia Bulldogs, where she had a career 338 average with 25 home runs, 109 RBIs, 48 stolen bases, while also being named to the 2018 NFCA third team All-Southeast region and 2019 All-SEC second team. From there, Sierra would transfer to the University of Louisiana for her last year of eligibility. She would go on to hit a whopping 418 with seven home runs, 39 RBIs, and 37 stolen bases, capturing the 2021 Softball America NCAA Transfer of the Year honors, along with Sunbelt Player of the Year, Sunbelt Newcomer of the Year, and being named an All-American as well. Not too bad at all. Sierra would go on to play last season in Athletes Unlimited and now finds herself in the newly formed WPF playing with the Smash It Sports Vipers. We're going to talk to Sierra about getting her start in the game, her journey to the University of Georgia, what led to the transfer to Louisiana, and of course, what it's like to be playing pro in the WPF. Sierra was an absolute pleasure to chat with. I'm sure everyone's going to love this great episode. If you want to follow her on social media, she's on Instagram. Her handle is at Sierra with five A's. That's C-I-A-R-A-A-A-A-A-4. And you can check out all the great stuff Sierra posts. For example, an amazing custom bat that was designed for her that I'm going to ask about right off the get-go. So with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Here we go. Sierra, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. How's things going down in Florida today? Things are going great. We had an early practice. It was at 8.30 and we got some swings in. We did a little bit of defense and, you know, just preparing our bodies for a long week ahead. Yeah, you got a pretty big week ahead. Uh, of course, that's with the WPF. We'll get into that for sure. Uh, you're in Vieira, are you not? Yes. Actually, I lived there for a little bit back in 1999. Oh, wow. Well, it's a uh, gas is much more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad, right? <laughs> yes. Actually, and the funny thing is, I was down there playing hockey. Imagine oh, that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, 
<laughs> but that sounds fun though. Yeah. Of all places to go, I had to go to Florida to play hockey, but uh, yeah. I loved it down there. It was a, I definitely get used to that, the lifestyle. Well, I shouldn't say the lifestyle, the weather for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's actually a little more rainy, but it's like on and off rainy. It's never longer than an hour and 30 minutes. I know. Rainy. I know that I found that so crazy. Like being from Canada, like we're not, you know, I, I get, we get rains like we'll get steady rain, like steady, yeah. not torrential downpours for half an hour. And then it turns sunny out and it's, you know, yeah. 95 crazy. degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we go any further, I got to ask about that custom bat you post on Insta today. That thing yeah. is sick. Who did that? Yeah. So it's a wooden bat and it's from a friend of mine. Um, his name is Matt and he actually has a company. It's called j bats and he shipped it out to me it's like a maple a purple maple his name's matt johnson but um yeah his brand is j bats and okay. they're great i swung with the same today in practice and it's literally it's the real deal nice real deal. nice how did had the ball feel coming off it it felt great it felt like a any kind of high quality um name brand wouldn't bad like yeah i talked to him and i said i think we need to get something going because i think uh my fans and followers and people in georgia need to know about you so they can order from you absolutely so, i gotta i'm gonna have to check them out too i'll, I'll oh no definitely, definitely send them a dm because i i told him i posted about it and i got so many compliments from the bat he has great work no doubt no doubt now, now were you hitting with the softball or or, or an actual baseball uh, actual softball. Oh, okay. Right on. And good pop. Yep. It was nice. flying. And even Jerry Glasgow was like, oh my goodness, like what kind of bat is that? And he was looking at all the fine details and was just like, I, I would be too scared to swing it. It just looks too good. <laughs> I know. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> going to have to uh, check out his work. I'll send you, I'll send you his profile later on today. Oh, right on, right on. So, uh, safe to say life's pretty busy at the moment. <laughs> it's extremely busy extremely busy what uh like besides besides wpf you're you're still in school I'm, are you not i'm doing grad school yes online wow man yes and it's even more crazy in the summer just because it's online yeah yeah no doubt no doubt man anyway uh we'll uh we'll get more into the wpf as we go on here uh I have a little thing that we like to uh, kick the podcast off with. I uh, I call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw out some uh, random questions to you, and that they're random. So okay. <laughs> you answer them as best you can. Okay. All right. First one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? I could do some tacos, uh, real authentic Mexican homestyle tacos. Yes. 100%. That is my answer every single time. <laughs> Tacos. Yeah, I can I can do that. Yes, one hundred. Uh, biggest thing you miss at University of Georgia? Um, dang, that's got me. Uh, I I don't know. I miss every I miss everything. Maybe the uniforms. We were Nike, so it just had like a different feel. Um, I like the Nike uniforms. Wow. But I miss the people that that too. But yeah, yeah, uniform. That's a funny lead into my next one. Favorite uniform combo with the Raging Cajuns? Pinstripes, because we didn't have pinstripes at Georgia. So it's like when you've never had pinstripes and you get a chance, it's like, oh my goodness, like this is cool. You guys, <laughs> had, you guys had so many color combos with them. 
uh, that was also another thing that I loved about being there because it was like we had so many jerseys and different pant combos with socks. And I was like, wow, like every week we could, you know, just do something completely different. Yeah. I like the uh, the red pants with the black top combo. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. A lot of fans like that one. Yeah. My personal was the pinstripe. So never had pinstripes even in high school. So nice. it was fun. Nice. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, which one is it? Um, a, a, a World Series game, because <laughs> when I went my sophomore year, I felt like I was still becoming the hitter that I transformed into. Mm-hmm. And so I would have liked to get a home run <laughs> at the World <laughs> Series. I, I heard, you know, I heard it's just different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be talking about the World Series here in a bit. So uh, we'll dive deep into that one. Uh where am I at? Uh, if you could have uh, one meal with anyone, living or dead, who is it? Um, I had two close friends pass away uh, this past year in um, September, November. So I oh, would, wow. yeah, it was right back to back. So I would like to sit down and eat with them and just, you know, reconnect and catch up. Oh, wow. Sorry for your loss. Jeez. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Best walk-up song you've had? Um, my It was either my sophomore or junior. It was probably my junior year at Georgia. It was a song called Surf by Young Thug and Gunna. And it was kind of like a summer kind of song. But it just put me in a good mood. Like I, I mean, we was always in the dugout just laughing. And good when, us, when the uh, song came on, it was just very, like, I don't know. Just put me in a good mood in my at bat, basically. All right. I'm writing that one down. I'm going to add that to my playlist. I got to check. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Clean version. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. A couple, three more here. Uh, Toughest part about being a pro. It's kind of, I mean, when you're in college, you know, you get used to a schedule and you got trainer and coaching staff and, you know, you're, you're, it's very get up in the morning, waste at six, practice later, you got class and, you know, it's very just college like oriented. Whereas as a pro, you have your set uh, practice times and things. But as far as like working out, like that's like a you thing, like you get out what you get out of it. If you want to go work out, cool. If you don't want to go work out, cool. You know, so it's just getting used to getting a schedule together and getting things that you need out of the, your day so you can be the best player that you can be right on that that probably is a you know that's probably a make or break thing for a lot of pros in the yeah. first couple seasons too like you know trying to trying to uh weigh that all in and do it on your own coming out of college so yeah um yeah. what are your go-to jams Mm, I like old school 90s R&B. I'm a 90s R&B girl. Nice. So anything well, in that genre. Yes. I, I'm all about 90s yeah. R&B, hip hop, all that. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Uh, last one here. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm, um, I don't know. I feel like I need to know more superpowers because... <laughs> The only ones that I like instantly think of is like invisibility or mind reading. So I don't know even if I would choose those two. <laughs> yeah, I, I need more. I need to know more. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fly or or uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe 
I, yeah, I don't know. Tricky question. Let's just go with uh, mind reading. Right on. I always say, you know what? I've always said in, invisibility, but then I'm like, I would hate to see something I wouldn't want to see. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, let's just not do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, Sierra, uh, as with every guest, uh, we like to know, uh, tell us when and where you got your start in the game. Um, oh, sorry, say that one more time. Bad connection. Oh, uh, j- tell us uh, when and where you got your start in the game. As far as like when you were young, like starting the game oh, of softball okay. all together. Yeah. Okay, so I picked it up around like t-ball age, uh, where girls and boys played on the team together. Um, I got it. From, my dad played baseball growing up and he played in college. Uh, he went to the university of Tennessee and then also the university of, uh, East Tennessee. Okay. So, um, I've been playing kind of like my whole life and I've actually, I was a shortstop and would play shortstop growing up, even in high school and travel ball. But I got really serious about outfielding because I was very quick, you know, and that you want speed in the outfield. So in uh, high school, I would be the shortstop. And then when it was time for travel ball tournaments, I'd play in the outfield. So and then even funnier story at Georgia, my freshman year, I I played shortstop a handful of games. I even moved over to second base and played second base. Um, And it was just I had no idea, you know, because she, you know, I thought we decided that (laughs) <laughs> outfield was where I was great and best at. Mm. And then not soon after the first couple of weeks, I was at uh, infield practice doing shortstop practices. <laughs> and it was just the, it was the funniest thing to me. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I cannot play the outfield. Like I've been a pitcher my whole life and oh yeah, I cannot judge a fly ball in the outfield. If there's a fly ball in the infield, it could be a mile high and I'd be no problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Everything is different in the outfield, and it's all. I think it's all about perception too. Yeah. So far, and then like if you're playing a night game and the ball gets hit like extremely high, that's really hard too. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, did you have a love for the game right away, or did uh, you know did that come over time? Yeah, I think that I've always had a love for the game, but I also played two other sports. I did track, and then I also did cheerleading for just as long as I did softball and for the longest of times I was doing both of them at the same time and that was really hard so it came down to having to it was competitive cheerleading so it came down to having to pick one just because they each were pretty expensive and you know just it's kind of one or the other kind of thing missing too many practices of one because I was at the other Mm -hmm. and you know just thinking long term so chose softball right on so what did uh what'd you do in track um, I ran the 100, uh, the 200, I did the long jump, um, long jump was fun. And then I also did relays like four by one. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally when they were looking for somebody for the four by four, they grabbed me. It only makes sense that you ran. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that it didn't make sense what I was saying? No, no, no. I said it only makes sense that you you were a runner, like in track. Oh. <laughs> based on your ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've Well, it was something cool to do just to keep, you know, me in shape uh, yeah. during the off season of softball and like just getting stronger as a runner. Mm, right on. So uh, who were some of the people that uh, played a part in your development early on growing up? 
with softball or with with softball um my dad and just because like i i guess that was his favorite sport growing up and that was a lot of our bonding time was just outside in the backyard uh uh, working on my swings i was a right-handed hitter originally up until like 12 you and then i switched left-handed and i struggled but he was just like you know like do you want to be better and you know i'm going to be here with you and we can do it together but you got a decision to make and i'm like yeah like i want to be better and so i made the switch and i went through you know trial and tribulations but it's obviously paid off because i remember a team telling me they wanted me to hit right-handed again for them as i had did in the past but they they wasn't you know accepting of my transition to the left-handed side and like i said it look at me now so so you were originally a right-handed hitter yes oh wow wow that's funny because it is funny well it's funny because it's natural i I mean i'm a right-handed thrower yeah 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 but now you're like uh like usually when you switch to being a lefty usually it's because you become a slapper right 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 yeah and that's the thing (laughs) i i know how to slap you know it's in my Hmm. toolbox but i didn't first learn to slap i was first learning to be a hitter okay all right right on now uh when did you know when did getting i guess how what's the best way to put when did it creep in your mind that you're like oh wow i could probably uh you know do something with this game get a scholarship what at what age was that at Mm, maybe like 12U slash 14U, but I don't think that I ever, like, I think that I jumped right into 16U or, okay, so no, it was 12U slash 14U because I actually never played 16U. I jumped right into 18U after I think like 14U and it's because. What? I, yeah, I know. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, I was playing with the older kids. Like they were always way older than me. Wow. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I was always fast i was always yeah. faster than majority of everyone and i don't know i was just athletic i could do good things in the outfield i could do things in in my bat and i remember going to like a where did i go i went to um one of those tournaments where the college coaches were there mm-hmm. but they were just there to be there and i remember georgia they were like the first school that saw me and literally reached out the day after they seen me and you know rules were different years ago All right, but yeah. um, once i found they were interested i'm like wow I mean, I knew, and I, I've always knew, known that I was good just because if I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to give my best and I want to, I want to be great at what I do. Yep. So I think that I've always known that I had potential to, you know, go to school, play in college. And if there's an opportunity, play after college. Great mindset to have though. I mean, that's, <laughs> if you want to succeed, that's a mindset you need right there. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Walk us through the recruiting process, I guess. Uh was it always going to be Georgia or were there other schools in the mix? So my dad's family and my dad is also from Tennessee. So I know when I was like 10 or uh, maybe 10 or 12, 10, 11 or 12, one of those ages, I went to a Tennessee softball camp and I had a good time. Um, I think I thought that was where I wanted to go. Um, but when it came down to just watching college softball on TV and I'm from Georgia, I watched Georgia games a lot. And I mean, I never, I never even went to any Georgia softball games as a kid. I only started going after I got recruited. So that's also, 
it's also funny because you know a lot of people go to these softball games when they're like kids and right fangirls and all of that but i was just so busy as a kid i was literally doing everything under the sun i was always outside so i don't know i mean i wanted to go to any school that i saw on tv honestly like i was never like I have to go to only one school. It was like, wow, I like their uniforms or, ooh, I think that <laughs> I think I'm in that uniform or, oh, they got a girl that looks like me. So, you know, it was more of that and less of uh, just a one, this is my dream kind of thing. Right. And for my recruiting process, I just remember it was a, like a 12U slash 14U kind of tournament thing and jerry glasgow was there it was either him or it was lou but i believe it was jerry and he told my coach that he wanted to see me run and so i think that i was put in for somebody to run to like still a base because i had already you know the rules are different and i had already had a, a at bat or something and back then you, can, you know you could get like runners or sub people or whatever i don't even know how it worked but mm. i just know i went to still a base and right after that game it was literally <laughs> done jerry uh had talked to the coaching staff and i uh maybe like the next week or two or three i remember going to um i don't know if i went to a georgia softball camp before i went on a visit but i just know everything happened so fast because a lot of people talk about their recruiting process and the emails and the phone calls and but i don't remember any of that <laughs> and, and this, i'm just being honest you know i yeah. just I remember I did great when they were there and it kind of, that was it. Like, they were like, wow, like you need to come to this camp. And, and I actually, this is when I think this was 14 U because, um, this is when Jerry spoke to my dad and was just like, you need to get her on Georgia impact team and get her on the 18 U team. And I, like I said, I was barely ninth grade, eighth going to ninth grade probably. So big transition but I did it because Jerry and Jerry was coaching Georgia at the time so I did it and um yeah that is kind of that's kind of how it was I, I went to a visit and we went to the football game went around the campus had a great time and I remember coach Lou um she was just like what is it going to do to get you to come here and I was just like uh well I would like, you know, school <laughs> to be paid for. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. we all was in the room and we was just laughing. And she was like, you got it. And I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I actually, I find it crazy that Jerry recruited you. Oh. Like that's a full, full circle thing right there. He definitely did, which was, it's hilarious and funny, but like he, he seen me first when I was literally just raw. Like wow. swinging looked crazy, uh, ground balls, but could be the mouth. Like he seen me at my rawest form mm -hmm. and then even see me elevate at Georgia, you know, because when I got to Georgia, he had already been coaching at Texas A&M and I made the decision, you know, to, to stay at Georgia because um, that was where I committed to. And I just grew up at Georgia and then come transfer time, he first one to reach back out. And I'm like, wow. This is crazy. He, you know, he recruited, he was the first one. Like, not mm -hmm. even, it wasn't who that saw me first. It was Jerry. So Man. I was like, you know what? I can do that. I can go, I can give back. I can go back to him. That's awesome. That's crazy, yeah. actually. So, uh, what do you recall about arriving on campus freshman season? Um, as far as what? Like, as far as the whole, like the whole, you know, mm -hmm. the, I guess, what's the word I'm looking the for? The whole experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I would just say it was just so exciting. Being a college freshman is one of the most exciting experience that an athlete can probably experience because everything is new. There's so much freedom, but then with freedom as an athlete, you got practice, you got weights, you got so many things to do and, and you got school, <laughs> like, you know, that's the main reason that you're there. So you got your school checkers that are, when you go to class, they're making sure you're accounted for, you know, and I just, freshman year, I had a great time, honestly. And I don't even say that because of any kind of partying or anything, but just because it was just cool to be in a dorm and all the athletes are at the dorms and you can hang out with your friends that are in different sports. And I mean, I don't know. I also at Georgia, when I was a freshman, we had like 10 freshmen on the team. So we were heavily, heavily freshman oriented. We had to, you know, we had to learn the college game, you know, the grow our mindset because we're no longer playing travel ball. We're in the SEC, you know, and that we're we're playing the best of the best every single week. So like we got to grow up. And like I said, that's also when I did shortstop. So I remember before games, coach would text me to be at the game like hours before the game and she would she and I would be in the hitting facility and she would be hitting me ground balls, forehand, ground balls, backhand so I could become, you know, more smooth as a shortstop. And at the time I I I didn't understand. I'm like, why am I at the field at eight o'clock in the morning when, when the game is at like seven (laughs) o'clock? I was like crazy. Like I'm sleepy. (laughs) Like there's other short stuff. Why me? But I had to read, you know, she, she believed in me. She loved my athleticism and like, she didn't have me there because Hmm, I want to mess up her sleep schedule is because she wanted the best for me. She wanted me to be the best. And I'm, I think back to those days and it's just like, dang, she really wanted better for me. Like she really, like she was out of her bed early because she wanted to do that. Hmm. Now as as an athlete, man, that must make you feel pretty good though. It definitely does. Cause like she didn't have, like we had upperclassmen shortstops and a lot of, they were definitely not happy (laughs) that I was a shortstop and didn't come in as a shortstop. So I'm just like, she could be doing this with any other shortstop. Like, why is she doing this with me? But yeah, she just, she cared about me. She cared about my game, growing the game and just showing that there was trust. Right. Right. So I always like to ask this to all my NCAA guests, uh, to remember that first game. My first, your first, I remember my first SEC series and I mean, and that wasn't the first game. Like I remember, uh, I couldn't even tell you who the first game was against because usually in the beginning we play a lot of teams ob- that aren't in our conference, right. like a lot of teams that come from far away. But I don't, I don't remember the very first game I put on a uniform. But I do remember my first SEC conference as a freshman. Okay, eight nothing win over Winthrop. <laughs> oh Lord, in Arizona. <laughs> Over two, but, but hey, you went on a five game winning hitting streak after that. So, see, yeah, don't even remember. <laughs> I really don't. Wow, that's crazy. And what crazy thing is, as a freshman, a third of the way through the season, you were hitting 477. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even think about numbers or anything like that. Like, you know how cause the older you get, you start thinking about your stats. And yep. I, I never looked at the board because I just, you know, it was what it was. Like, if you get a hit, you get a hit or two. Like, 
that's good. You know, you don't have to be so analytical or statistical. Like that's just too much. Right. Right. Now, what, what do you think your biggest takeaway was from that first year? Um, I mean, we had a, we didn't, we didn't get to make it to the SEC tournament. I remember. And, um, we just didn't have a great season, but, and it was weird because we had great athletic people on our team. So it obviously showed like you can have the best of the best on the team and still not go far. So we just wanted to be more serious the following year. Um, So, and that's literally what happened after I wouldn't call it like a tragic freshman year, but like after just not doing great in the sec as a whole, um, we were like, we're going to turn this upside down next year. And literally that's what we did. That's the year the world series. I guess you did. I mean, it's a pretty big year for like for you from a team perspective. Uh, actually, yeah. One thing that actually shocked me doing my research for this on you was you never had a, your first home run until third game sophomore season. Yeah, no. <laughs> that I, blows I, me I away. No, well, it blows a lot of people away actually when I tell them because I didn't. Yes, I am strong and I carry some power, but. I wasn't, you know, coming in as a big lefty home run hitter. Like right. that wasn't my name or my game. It was just, it could happen, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, I didn't have any home runs freshman year, but also wasn't trying to. Cause I mean, I was trying to still be me, be quick, get the, lay the button down. And as a freshman, like we were facing some great athletes. We were facing, uh, the girl that's from LSU, um, Carly Hoover yep. throwing so fast. Like, my freshman year, that's another thing. We were playing so timid. We were so scared because everybody was so good. And like, I say that, like giving these athletes so much respect because they're some of the best of the best were their senior year when it was my freshman year. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, we're playing these people that you see on TV and they're so good. Like, what the heck? Like, I'm shaking. I'm shaking in the batter's box because I know they throw hard. So, yeah, very timid my freshman year to my sophomore year. Just uh, transitioning into my swing a little bit more, you know, learning how to use my legs and incorporate more of my bottom half and my core. And so, yeah. Would you agree that a lot of that, like that transition you're talking about, a lot of it is mental as well? Yeah, I would say that it's mental, but, um, but for me, it was, it was mental, but not completely mental because I was relearning my swing. I was relearning what made me do what I like. I've I've always been a handsy hitter and pull a pull hitter. When I was younger, I pulled the ball and, you know, I just didn't really understand that verbiage and that language a lot. And then getting to college, just like learning why is it that I hit the ball so hard uh, to the pool side, but is it because it's the inside or is it just because I'm so early or is it because I'm just out and around? So, you know, I'm learning all of those verbiages and like, actually I can let the ball travel and get deeper and hit it in the five, six hole. And, you know, you just manipulating certain kinds of pitches and just like, it was, I really had like a learning slash growing year that sophomore year that that's really what started to cap off my softball career i believe right on yeah no doubt now did you feel going into that sophomore year that you guys had the right mix to make the run oh yeah well yeah and we also um i remember we had some toxic things that had went on in the fall of my sophomore year and we got rid of it we exonated all of that out and we were just like look like we are too good to not be successful as a team like there's you know we got all americans we got SEC leaders in this category and that category. So like we got to keep in home. We got to get that straight and under control. And then 
we can make noise on the softball field. So we got all that together by the end of the fall and then came the spring for season. We were on the right path. We had no drama. We were close. We like to hang out, actually, because, you know, it can be yeah. annoying seeing your teammates every single day. But like we we wanted to be together. We wanted to go do things together. So that was a great year for us. Yeah. I mean, I preach it all the time on here. Team chemistry is huge like uh, for success. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, what was the feeling like when you guys beat Tennessee at Supers to clinch the spot? Well, it was huge because, one, we played them in the regular season at Tennessee. So to just play them home was just like, yes, like we get uh, we get to be at our home. But two, like, wow, if we beat them, we get to go to the World Series. Like, is it really that easy? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's for those that had never been to the World Series before. We're like, this is, feels like it's coming so easy. Like, why is it so easy? But it's just because all that work that we put in and it's not, no disrespect to anybody or any organization or any team, but like we put in so much work and we were confident and believed in ourselves and our teammates. And we had this mindset of, you know what, like we're going to pass the bat around. And if I don't get a hit, it's okay because the girl that's hitting right behind me, she's going to pick me up and she's going to get a hit. And that was honestly our mindset, like, every game um especially that series like if i struck out cool because the batter behind me she's gonna pick me up and that i don't have to lay my head low because i know she's got my back right right now actually i just saw this question right now i've never asked any of my previous guests this about the regionals regionals and supers do you find Mm -hmm. do you find regionals tougher than supers based on the i mean you have more teams they can be but in my experience uh i I never even thought about it like that but it really can be i remember my junior year we had a regional at uh minnesota and it was us it was georgia it was minnesota it was drake i don't remember if there was another team um, is it three teams in this regional or is it four? I think it's four, you know? in, four in regional. Okay. Yeah. I can't recall the fourth team off the top of my head, but we had a really tough regional one and it was freezing cold in May. So we were mad. <laughs> we were extremely mad about. Oh, it was in Minnesota, you said? Yes. Oh, it was man. It was in horrible. May, of course it would be. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. We was like, take us home. Um, <laughs> yeah we didn't want to go there no more yeah (laughs) no doubt Um, but yeah i think it can be it can be but you got to get through it you know one game at a time because like in my regional at georgia my sophomore year when we hosted we literally took it one game at a time like whoever it was that one game that's who we're focused on we're not focused on the other two teams and that's sometimes that's how you just you're doing too much with your brain. You need to just slow things down. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk about that women's college world series. Uh, I, I've, I've talked to plenty of guests on here that have been there and they say it's a different animal. What, uh, what was it like for you as far as the atmosphere and everything went? I, w- I do think it depends on, um, it depends on the fan base and if you, if you and the team can accumulate, uh, fans to actually come to get to see you because when we went my sophomore year, we only had our family there. So it wasn't a lot of red. It was Ooh. literally our parents. Um, so yeah, it was, and, and then also like 
people go to see certain teams too. So like when they're not watching that team, they are probably not, the fans are not going to stick around and stay. And maybe it's changed over the years, but from my experience, when we played, we played Florida state and we played Florida. I think it was Florida, the first game, then Florida state, the second game. Um, and we just, there just wasn't a lot of people at the games. I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. You Mm -hmm. see it on TV and it looks so packed and sold out. And then here we are actually, we're really here. And like, we played in louder games before but that was then um you know I I don't know what to say about it but except for I it wasn't what I was expecting right but like I said a lot of people go to see certain teams play so of course when it's OU playing anybody it's going to be packed out Mm. so yeah yeah I think I think since the pandemic's been like after that 2020 season I find the last two years it's been just absolutely boom in there uh yeah i'm like wow this is crazy like what <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't um we didn't it wasn't too many people at our games like yeah. florida had their fans and stuff and, and obviously florida state but we it was just our parents like they was riding for us they was the ones that was doing all the cheers and the cheering but not too much red yeah yeah oh well i mean hey uh, it's it's hard at least you had your family there right i mean that's, yeah no that's, that's a big thing saying. Yeah. because we had family there and that was important for us. Yep. Yep. Now you'd have two more uh, fantastic seasons with the Bulldogs. Uh, what are some of the good memories you took from your time there? Um, I just growed as a person and as a player and as a, a student, like literally every, in every category of why you go to college, I think I grew in all of them. And I mean, my takeaways, I, I got a degree from the university of Georgia. Um, I, one day I would, it would be cool to go back and coach there, you know, wherever. That's why I'm from Georgia. My parents live in Georgia. So, like, you know, I just loved being there. I loved being a Bulldog during my time. I loved the coaching staff. I still, to this day, I still talk to Tony Baldwin. Um, he supported me. And even when I transferred to UL, you know, and I got all the awards and whatever it was, he still was the first to text me and, you know, congratulate me. Because if let's be honest, like, everything that I am today, I, I – I, it came from Georgia. Right. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, I, I, I don't even have this question in front of me, but I just thought of it as you're talking about it. That 2020 season that got canceled, you were absolutely yeah. ripping the cover <laughs> off the ball. How, bu- yeah. how bummed out were you from that being canceled? I, I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't even mad, mad. You know, it yeah. was what it was season got canceled. I'm like, oh, okay. So that means we get to stay at home and have fun. <laughs> we get to stay at home and play games and watch Netflix 24. Like that was, it was fun for me. I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, you know, it's just be being a college nice. student. Like, oh. you know, we don't get to be at home a lot doing nothing a lot. So I, I enjoyed, yeah, good point. Uh, I enjoyed those couple of months. It was tough just because athletically I was doing some really great things. And I was like, wow, like I'm actually, people are actually finding out who I am. Like mm. I'm not somebody like, Oh, like I've never heard that player before, you know, because I was doing some, I was stealing bases and I was hitting home runs and a lead off small, a five, five lead off hitter that's hitting 11 home runs. And we're not even in sec play. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know who that is. And that's on, you're not watching. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, so, I saw those stats and I was like, this is mind blowing. Like you were, 
Like you were on yes. pace for player of the year award at that point. That's, like, yeah, that's kind of, it's crazy when I think about it. Cause I'm like, dang, like I really did that. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey. crazy. But hey. it was all the work that we were putting in though. Like yep. literally. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that, Hey, it's all about the hard work. And I mean, you, you do the hard work, you get results, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this because we kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, what led to the transfer to Louisiana? I was just still continuing to grow and to elevate my game, and um, I I think I needed something different, just something new, something different. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to talk with the coaching staffs, and they supported me, and they wanted what was best for me as well. And so there was never any, you know, bad blood with the coaching staff. Um, everything was, everything was how it was meant to be for me. I feel like right now you transferred late, didn't you? I did. I transferred in October ish, um, and I actually had graduated. I so I graduated in the summer, but. I was able to like, we didn't do the walking because of the COVID restrictions. So the, our graduation ceremony was kind of like held also. And I think it was Greek. I don't know if it was maybe September. I don't know. Maybe I can't remember, you know, all these (laughs) days months get just thrown off in my head, but it it was fall. It was, it was the fall meeting and transport portal. It was, it was crazy because I'm like, what, this is, how much time do I, you know, like I didn't even know about the portal and like what if you could reach out to coaches or if you just wait and let them reach out to you. It, it was just really uh, like, wow, like what, you know, it was like a being recruited all over again, kind of. Right. So how did how did that work? Like, Did they reach out to you or? Yeah, they reached out to me, but I, like I had no idea that you could reach out to coaches either. And that's also my lack of knowledge because I didn't even do that when I was younger. So I kind of, you know, I was just like, oh, like this is cool. I guess I'll just, you know, see how it goes because once you're in the portal, everybody can see you. Right. So they are, they, you know, if they got money, they got money for you. If they don't, they don't, you know, and if you're okay with that, cool. So I kind of just was in the portal, just still doing softball on my own, um, working out, um, hitting with my dad, whatever. Um, and just waiting to like, you know, found a school that I liked or a coach that I liked or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Oh, and another thing, now that I think about it, after that 2020 season, a lot of the seniors didn't return. So like they oh. didn't return that fall. And that literally just slipped in my mind. So like Allison Fiebre had our, the year before she had went to OSU, JD, Jordan Doggett, she transferred uh, before she never came back in the fall. Malena O'Neill didn't come back in the fall. Justice Mills didn't come back in the fall. So I was like a lone senior. Uh, it was me and like uh, two other seniors, but they were pitchers. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just like, that big freshman class that we had to be seniors was literally going from 10 to going to like two slash three. Right. So it was just, you know, it it was time for me to move on. Right on. Now, was it tough going into a team that was, you know, already together for tough? Yeah, (laughs) it was extremely tough just because, you know, I went to uh, an older team, almost everybody that were, uh, was starters or playing on team was upperclassmen. So that was hard and, but not hard as in, I can't do it. It was more hard for them to open their arms and to let me in because they had been there for three, four years playing. And here's another senior. Do we really, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought all the spots were filled and they thought that they, you know, the team that they had in the fall was going to be the team in the spring. And then come to find out they got two new seniors in spring season. Cause me and justice didn't get there till January. 
So we didn't get any of their fall practices in or anything. We literally showed up and it was game time. Oh, wow. So it was definitely like, you know, who, you know, just, just not even doing too much talking, just let the, the softball and the athleticism, you know, do the talking kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, obviously you must've enjoyed your time there. Cause uh, I, did. I mean, you're, you're there in a coaching role now, aren't you? Um, so I did a GA position, uh, this season and then I'm like, I said, I'm finishing my master's now, right. but yes. Right on. So how'd, uh, how'd you enjoy like the coaching side of things? Um, it was definitely fun and different because now all that knowledge I learned as a player, I can, sh- I can actually, there's, there's rules around GAing and you know what you can and can't do mm-hmm. because there are already uh, a certain number of coaching staffs, but it was cool for me to be able to be players with the players and then go to a new role and then, you know, be able to show them how to, you know, like if you want to do front toss in uh, before practice or after practice, we can, I can do around and you can do around yeah. and, you know, I can watch you, you can watch me and you can look at some of the things that I'm doing and you can also, you can incorporate that to your swing also. Yeah. Now, see, I got to ask this question though. I mean, I'm getting in, like, this is my first year getting into coaching on the men's side of the game. And mm-hmm. our whole team, I've pretty much been teammates with like for 15 years. So, I mean, oh wow, transferring over from the player to the coaching side of things, like it, I, I find different. it hard. I find it hard. What's the word? Like, I find it hard trying to relay any knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, did, right. did you have anything like that? Like, was it tough early on? Um... I don't know. I want to say kind of not really because I kept it very like honest and real and right. upfront and thing that I saw because I had just played with the girls. They trusted me to, you know, just tell them how it was, what I saw. Because uh, ultimately, I still wanted to help them, mm-hmm. whether we're players or I'm now, you know, on the coaching side of it. But it was just to it was to help them. Everything was always to help them and to better them. Right. So I kind of didn't really struggle with relaying knowledge, but also everybody learns differently. And I think that's a big takeaway because you have visual learners. People just need to see it and then they can recreate it. Some people need to know the mathematical and numbers way, you know? So like just understanding your players is big. Right. Jeez, I should be writing this down right now. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, before we get into WPF, I got to ask about uh, Athletes Unlimited last year. How'd you enjoy your time there? It was a really fun experience because that was my first professional outing and I was playing beside the best of the best um, girls that had just came back from the Olympics from being on Team USA or team Mexico, team Canada, um, mm-hmm. team Italy. So I was just like, wow, like this is crazy. Like it's okay if I don't even play because ultimately this game is about learning still. So like, I, I still never even feel like I've completely learned it all. You know, I, I try to take bits and pieces from everybody, things that reside with me and, you know, things that make me better. So I, I really enjoyed it. I made a lot of friends, um, friends that I didn't get to play against because maybe they were in the Pac-12. And like to this day, like me and Deja uh, were really close. The catcher um, from Arizona were great friends. Um, Aaliyah Andrews, we played against each other when I was at Georgia. And then when I was at Louisiana, Sis Bates. So like I, I really enjoyed my experience there. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and the thing is, I find with the, like, because 
I've been following it since the inception. I find like everybody seems to be really enjoying themselves, like, you know, as a pack, like the whole group together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and, and I mean, they all have like their, like their things they're playing for their charities and everything, which is, mm-hmm. I think, great for the game. It is. It's fun. It's uh, just it's, there's something bigger, you know, than all of us. And it's just giving back ultimately. And so just playing for a reason. Mm. And and you got to see Kat's farewell game, did you not? I did. And oh. I, I got to meet with her and talk with her many times. And um, I'm glad I got that opportunity. You know, she's the best of the best. Yeah, I, I had the privilege of talking to her on here. And I was never more nervous for an interview in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I think she, I, I enjoyed my time with her. So that's, that's funny. That's awesome. So on to the WPF, uh, how did the opportunity arise for you? Um, I just, what happened? Um, there was a player portal for the WPF and I entered myself in it. Um, I think I was, a I got an email link from Lauren Chamberlain and I, you just clicked on it. And if you want to be a part of it, you just enter your name in it. Cause you know, I still wanted to continue playing and uh, it was a different setting, you know, than athletes unlimited where it's a little bit more team oriented. Like you'll be on one team, you know, you'll be on the team with the coaches. And I thought that that would be good for me, you know, just coming right out of college and just still growing as a player. I thought that, that would be cool. Mm. And, and you're back with Jerry Glasgow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, let's talk about that opening game for you. <laughs> Okie dokie. Two home runs, six RBIs. Obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously that one's going to stick with you forever. Yeah, I, it's kind of historical. <laughs> man, that's insane. I I remember I was watching it and I was like, man, Sierra's going off right now. Yeah, it's crazy because... I literally was just trying to um, move the runners. <laughs> like there was a situation where, um, so Mo got a hit and then Melly got a hit. And I'm like, shoot, I got to hit the ball to the right side, <laughs> you know, because like I wanted to be like a double play situation or yeah. like them go to three. So I'm like, shoot, I need to be early. I need to get this ball, you know, get the ball in the air or something. But never was I like trying to hit a home run. Like I was just, trying to I was trying to get on base myself you got her <laughs> so, in the air <laughs> yeah I was yeah it was just it was just crazy because the I remember I was late like I fouled the first swing off I'm like dang I'm late my goodness this is ridiculous so I'm already trying to like figure out how I can be like two seconds earlier and then I got the hit and I didn't even watch the hit I was just running and then I'm like oh my goodness it went over the fence that's crazy yeah and then the second situation, Mo got a hit again and Melly got on. I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go again. <laughs> so I just remember, I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to get that pitch again. So whatever. And then I remember I asked for time and the umpire was like, no. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I wasn't ready. She was already in her pitching position and like arm slot rotation. So I just, you know, poked the bun out like I was going to bun and it was a ball. So I'm like, okay, now I can reset and get comfortable. And then she threw another pitch and I just was on time, honestly. And they said that one went further. And it's just funny because Mary, they, they started asking me, you know, like, what are you seeing? Like, where was it? And I'm like, I don't know. It was just in my area. Like, you know, (laughs) cause a lot of people, you know, look for certain things, but me, I can't, Start, I can't sit on a pitch. I if it's in like an area that I can reach, then I, you know I'm gonna right. go full throttle. 
So it was just in a good zone for me. And I just swung. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny. I am the exact same way at the plate. Like if, so, if like, if I get a hit and somebody, I'll come back. They're like, what do you say? I was like, I don't know. I just swung the bat and it hit the ball. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> like some people are sitting inside. Some yeah. people are sitting inside. And maybe, you know, that's a good approach. Like your first uh, pitch or your second pitch. And then, you know, you get two strikes and you got to, you got to battle. But literally if it's inside this box area that where I can reach it with meat on the bat, mm-hmm. you know, then that's fine. Like you see ball, you hit ball. We, I have fast hands. So like I just react and I make adjustments. Um, that's what I try to do at least. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> right on. So how's the team looking for the season you figure? I imagine, you know, getting Jocelyn was a pretty big boost for you guys. Yeah. I mean, we're glad that she wanted to come to the WPF, you know, and that just puts more eyes on this league and um, it grows our game even more. Mm. Um, we're glad that she's here. Um, I think that our team is strong. We have, we don't have that many lefties. We only have three lefties. It's me, Tatiana, Forbes, and uh, Mo. And um, so that's, you know, we got a traditional, a lot of righties. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that we're going to do good this exhibition season. And even though we're playing Pride like 2,000 times, I think that... <laughs> so you get to face I, Monica a ton of times. <laughs> well, I don't even think she's here anymore. I think she was only oh, here Oh, she was only that. here for the first? Yeah, for that uh, little kid. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I think we're going to be good because we're like we're growing as a team. We're getting what we need out of practices. Like I remember the first week, like we had to sit down and was just like, "This is what we need out of practice." Like we want to be better than any other NPF teams in the past. Like we want to make a difference. You know, we want to bring change, and so this will start by us. Like we're the first year of the WPF, so like let's get it right. You know, because out of college it can become lackadaisical and kind of lazy, like, uh, because you don't have to do anything, you know, it can be, um, easy practices or it can be hard practices. It's what you get out of it. So I just know that we're in the right position. We speak up, we, uh, we help each other and I think we're going to do great. Awesome. Absolutely. I can't wait to, uh, to watch the rest of the season. Did Lauren say anything about, you know, like this season, it's like you guys are, looking at you know growing the game and and you know trying to you know get the name out there so you know it's built bigger in the future oh yeah they're definitely going to be adding more teams next year which is great Mm. because ultimately you know uh, the goal is to have different teams in different states but it takes people you know with money exactly yeah yeah. This. So like, that's why this is an exhibition season. So more people can see what it is that we're doing and, you know, just believe in the bigger plans. And I think the, I think it's already in the works of being done. I don't know if I can say too much about it, but yeah. there's definitely more teams next season right and we'll probably be with more teams added. They'll probably be more of like a championship kind of thing towards the end. Yeah. And you guys will, you'll probably be stationed in, in certain areas and, Right. Staying there. Yeah. That'll, that'll, yeah, that'll make it uh, really good for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Little thing I like to end the podcast with. Uh, no. I call it player association. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw out some names for you. You can okay. speak as much or as little about them as you want. If you have a story, let it shoot. <laughs> so, first one on the docket is Jordan Doggett. So, a story? Anything. If you like, just, talk about her or if you have a story anything oh uh well she's from mcdonough which is not too far where i'm from 
Um, she's really smart. Uh, we've known each other since we were like 12. Um, oh, really? Super- mm-hmm. She, she, yeah, I'm from Covington. She's from McDonough. And that's literally like her house is 20 minutes away from my house. Oh, wow. Back- yeah. So I, I can easily just pull up and be like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yes. We kept in contact even after she transferred, uh, cause it was nothing but love, you know, you mm-hmm. ultimately got to do what's best for you, you know? Yep. And so th- that's all that was. And, um, she's a great friend. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, next Aliyah Andrews. A tough competitor. I've always, I wouldn't say I've been compared to her, but I would also say that I have been compared to her <laughs> and there's, and it's, it's not even a disrespectful thing. You know, she got two great athletes, both black, both play the same position. Um, but I do feel like we bring different things to the table. Mm-hmm. What we have in common obviously is speed, uh, but, um, I mean, we're all our own individual athletic self, but as a person, I love her. Um, it was fun. I never played with her at AU. I think we were always on different teams, but, we hung out a handful of times. I remember we went to the mall once and she was like, I'm going to go to Fifths and Saks or, or Saks and Fifths. I don't know what the name of the store was, but it was an expensive <laughs> store. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, you don't know what that is. Oh, my goodness. But I'm not a doctor, So I'm like, OK, I'm just going to walk around the mall <laughs> and I'm when you finish. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, next is friend of the show. We had her on Morgan Howe. Yes, love Mo. She's actually my roommate. Um, oh, she really? Yeah. Oh, she's my tell Mo um, I said hi. I will definitely let her know. She's not in here right now because I told her I was doing a podcast. So <laughs> she's doing something downstairs. Right but I'll let her know. Um, we met at AU um, and we kind of grew close after AU. And it was just like, hey, like, let's just be roommates. Like, you know, like we were at AU together. We're both outfitters. Like we can be roommates at the PF. She's like, yeah. And so everything is cool. Peachy. She loves to get up in the morning, go work out, come back, cook. She cooked me breakfast um, last week. Uh, she cooked me some eggs and turkey bacon. And I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't have to do it for myself. She, she extended the arm and I'm like, wow, sure. Gonna love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a funny story about Mo of, out of all the female guests I've had on here. Yeah. Biggest potty most. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know, you know, what was the verbal language or like, you know, like how to keep it real, but yeah, man, she, she let her fly on here, which is all right. I mean, I got an explicit rating on here, so it's <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely a Cali girl. Yeah, definitely. Real. Oh man. Uh, two more here. Uh, Lauren Chamberlain. <gasps> love her so obviously you know playing softball you fangirl her because it's just like she she was she was lauren chamberlain and then there was jocelyn aloe yes. and you know in the most respectful way because before jocelyn there was lauren mm-hmm. and i've never met her until coming here and i remember she was at one of our last practices before um before we went to kansas and i i was like oh my goodness like what i have to go meet her you know and just tell her thank you so much for just this opportunity uh, of having this league. And I remember I gave her a hug and like the love was just so mutual. And like, she's glad that I'm here. And then we have media day two days after that. And she's asking for five girls and she called out the five girls that she wanted in this media thing with her. And I was one of them. And we just got to talk and like learn about each other and, you know, just be my authentic self around her. And then here we go. We're in Kansas first game and she's in the bleachers on our, 
on our side for the Vipers. And I hit that home run in front of her. And then I hit that second home run. And it's just like, dang, like she sees me, like she saw me before, you know, like she, she knew what I was capable of just watching film and video, but just to see what I could do in person. And then just know that she had my back and everything. It was just, it's a great feeling. I'm glad to be supporting her dream to keep our dream alive and just, I'm, I'm just happy to know her. That's awesome. Actually, a funny story after that first game, I had posted on social media, a clip of the final out and, right. uh, it probably about a half an hour later, I get a, a private message from Lauren saying, can you send me that clip? And here, <laughs> I, here I am. I'm like, Oh my God, Lauren Chamberlain just messaged yeah. me. <laughs> yeah here I am fangirling out yeah no she's definitely like you know I feel like yeah she knows how good she was and she even said like dang like you you guys are making me want to put the uniform back on but um she's really personable you know she's Mm. a great person and I I really like her that's awesome that's awesome uh last but certainly not least we talked about him quite a bit on here Jerry Glasgow Jerry is a freaking grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) He's a country old somebody's grandpa. And I just have so much love for him. And I tell the girls all the time, obviously from playing with him in college, like you can just never stay mad at him because it's just like being mad at your grandpa. Like, are you going to be mad at your grandpa forever? (laughs) No, you're not. Um, You know, he knows the game. Um, He loves the game. Obviously he's still doing it. And I mean, all I can say is like, when I look at him, doing what he's doing. I just have so much like love and respect for what he's doing because he's still involved in the game. You know, he's still giving us front toss and like, obviously, you know, it's no secret. He's getting older, you know, everybody gets older every single day, but like to still be able to get behind the net, like that's important, you know? And, um, I remember when we were in Kansas, he was throwing front toss and I hit him. I was, I didn't even pull the ball. I just hit a, hit the ball right up the middle and it's, got his uh, wrist and started bleeding and I'm like oh my goodness like I need to get out because it hurt me you know I don't ever want to hit a coach but just like I was hitting my grandpa you know like making me think like dang my grandpa's old and he's throwing me front toss and I hit him (laughs) now to get out the net you know Uh, I hope he hears this Yeah, he's gonna laugh and be like, "Yeah, now you got four grandpas." Yeah, but, uh, uh, I, yeah, I love Terry, and I'm glad that you know he he believed in me. Like, obviously, yeah. yes, my dad believed in me first. I put in the, all the work with my dad, but like, he saw me when I wasn't even great. He saw me and probably saw like she can be great. Mm-hmm. She can be so great down the line, and he's got a love for speed. I remember at um, Louisiana, he wanted to steal me so many times early on, but I'm like. No, because they know that I'm going to steal and it's too obvious. Like, no. But then he was just like, trust yourself. You're fast. Do you want to get the most stolen bases? You need to run. So then I literally he he was still me from first to second. He was still me second to third. He even wanted me to steal home. And I'm like, Derry, <laughs> look, Grandpa, calm down. You're too excited. They're going to know. They're and you still out. had 37 stolen bases that year. Like that's and, but the thing is I could have had more. I Holy cow. So, yeah, I could have shook him off so many times. Well, I did because <laughs> I was I was being so tentative and just so scary. Because oh. like coming from the SEC, I mean, they knew that I was gonna steal. They yeah. knew I was gonna steal. And I just I felt so much pressure because I'm like, dang, like I don't want to get thrown out because it's so obvious that I'm gonna steal. Hmm. And so I'd be like, no, like not yet, not yet. But Jerry is like, you need to trust yourself. Like you get on base, like if even if you get thrown out, keep running. Cause I think I got thrown out maybe 
two times minimum or or two times max, mm-hmm. I think, um, that last year. And I was just like, because I hate being thrown out, you know, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, so what? Just keep running. Just keep running. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's something I learned from him. Like, obviously, something I, I you know, deep down, but like you can get a little bit. um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like, you know, you can get discouraged mm-hmm. and not want to run as much anymore. But he was just like, who cares? Just run again. You know, yeah. so so what they get you one time, they'll, they won't get you again. Or, OK, they got you twice. Cool. They won't get you three times. You know, th- that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a great mindset to have right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good Sierra, thing. what a great way to end the podcast. Um, yeah. Listen, I got to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know it's hectic right now um, for coming on here because this has been a blast. Yeah, no, actually, this was a great phone call. It was great. All right. uh, Best of luck the rest of the season, WPF. And of course, with everything else going on, uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Sizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. 
With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.